bitches and welcome to wellness for real it's your girl Marlena and this week I chat with Jana, aka naturally glam you can find her on instagram at that name or you can find her amazing award-winning blog at www.naturally-glam.com she talks about all things from her natural hair and how to embrace it, health and wellness, motherhood, lifestyle, and so much more. But today, Jana came on the show to chat all about her Hashimoto's diagnosis and what it's like to live with autoimmunity and chronic illness and still slay your wellness goals. If you don't have autoimmunity, but maybe you know someone who does or just want to understand it a little bit better, I hope you can get something out of this episode. Definitely make sure to go check out Jana's blog. There is so much amazing information on there. Um, She even has a free course on how to start making money on social media. So if that's something you're interested in, again, make sure you check that out. And y'all, we're still trying to make the Wellness for Real retreat happen. So if you haven't had a chance to fill out the survey on, uh, we have it linked in our Instagram bio, both on our Wellness for Real page and on my personal page, which is at mar underscore slay underscore nah. Please fill out that survey. It is going to help us out so, 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 so much. We want to make this retreat happen for y'all. And for ourselves, too, because we all need it. (laughs) Now, uh, let's get this episode started, y'all. It's about to get real. All right. So today we have Jonna with us, a.k.a. Naturally Glam on Instagram. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I was just saying, like, it's so nice to talk to somebody else who um, struggles with autoimmunity because it's kind of one of those things. It's like you don't get it unless you know, unless you right. deal with it, you right? Don't get it you got it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, for anybody who's unfamiliar with who you are, do you just kind of want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Okay. Yes. Um, my name is Jana, and I started my blog naturally glam like in back in 2000 oh gosh I don't even know it's been nine years so however that math works out um (laughs) I started actually I started um talking about my natural hair and growing out my natural hair and not using relaxers to straighten my chemical relaxers to straighten my hair so that's how it kind of started out and I just had so many other things that kind of going down that sort of neck of the woods in the healthy lifestyle world, it kind of like opened the doors up for like just overall health and wellness and just lifestyle. So I started talking about other things, but outside of just like how I was styling my hair, I just started talking about like things I was doing, places I was going, th- things that I was learning, how uh, personal style, just like beauty products, like the whole, just the thing, whatever was going on with me. And um, then in 2018, I got pregnant and had a little baby and all that fun stuff. And when I um, got back to work, I had to take it like in a really extended maternity leave. So I didn't go back to work for like four 
months after I had my son. And so when I went back to work, um, I had gained a lot of weight. Like I was almost at my weight that I was when I was pregnant. And I was like, okay, something is not, <laughs> what are we not doing here? Something is not right. right. And, um, so I, I uh, got an email <laughs> at, through my job because WW is like, they're a corporate affiliate of my company and they got the little email and I was like, oh, join. And, you know, if you reach your goal, you know, you get lifetime free membership. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. And I'm going to take you on, I'm going to take you up on that and let's see what happens. So that's kind of how I got to WW, but, and then maybe like a year after that, I was still kind of struggling with weight loss. I was having like extreme fatigue, um, a little bit of depression, things weren't right. And when I went to, and I found a new doctor, new primary care physician, and she's the one who diagnosed me with hypothyroidism. And it, that, that caused by an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto thyroiditis, which basically your auto, your immune system is attacking your thyroid, causing it to not function properly. And your thyroid controls so many things in your body. It controls insulin. It controls your metabolism. So while a normal person could, you know, a normal woman burns like 2000 calories, just living her best life, not even working out or anything. I was burning like 13, 1400 calories a day. Wow. It makes it pretty much impossible to lose weight right. and almost, you know, inevitable that you're going to gain weight. So fortunately I was, she finally diagnosed me, even though this is something that I had been uh, questioning my doctor, previous doctor about for years. Yeah. Um, so once we got that diagnosis, then I kind of started sharing a little bit more of that on my platform because I didn't find anybody talking about it and they definitely were not people of color they weren't black women for sure so I decided I wanted to definitely share and just share my kind of journey going through that because it's real which I'm sure you know (laughs) yeah yeah I struggle with autoimmunity and you know like you talk about your diagnosis um but if you've been through being diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, like that in itself is like a whole process, right? Because they have to, you can't really be diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder without eliminating every other possibility. Like they don't just have a test for autoimmunity, right? So like going through that process, like I know for me, I have ITP, which is a blood platelet. So my body attacks my blood platelets. So I bruise really easily. My blood doesn't clot the way it's supposed to. And then obviously that comes with the other fun things that autoimmunity comes with, (laughs) like fatigue and, you know, all these other Mm -hmm. issues um, that are invisible. And that's like the hardest part with autoimmunity is you can't, people can't see that you're sick. And I was just even saying last week on our episode, like sometimes I even forget that I have this, you know, until it flares up and starts to cause issues for me. Um, but I remember going through that diagnosis process and it was like, I felt like a lab rat almost like going through that process. Like it's really mentally exhausting. Um, and to see doctor after doctor that they're like, we don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> right. So what it's was our process up. like for you? It was um, stressful. Before I had a previous doctor, even before I got I got pregnant. And honestly, like me getting pregnant was probably like the blessing in disguise because typically some people experience like about a, a bout of hypothyroidism after they um, are pregnant anyway. Um, so he was almost like a blessing in disguise in that way because it kind of like pushed my levels like past the limits after I had him. So it was like, no, I guess it was more apparent. Plus I had a new doctor who it was like new eyes. You know, I think that helped too. But my previous doctor, you know, I've been going and, and I'm gaining 15, 10, 15 pounds every year, like back to back to back. But I hadn't changed anything. I was active. I went to the gym. I worked out. I ate, you know, healthy um, air quotes there. <laughs> you know, like right. I ate a pretty good balanced diet, like really not that much different than how I eat, you know, when I'm, you know, on track with WW, like it's pretty much the same. And I was still gaining weight. And I kept asking the doctor, like, something is something wrong? Could it be my thing? You know, you kind of hear like, oh, your thyroid, thyroid, you know, people's thyroid having thyroid issues. I think even Oprah had shared that, like, she had a thyroid issue that was causing her, you know, with her weight loss struggling. So I asked the doctor, like, hey, is it possibly my thyroid? And like, I looked at my blood levels and they were like very close to being not normal and she was like well they're in the normal range so mm. you know and so it was like year after year and I'm like I'm starting to think I'm going crazy like I'm going to I'm hiring personal trainers I'm hiring new, going to the nutritionist like I'm doing all of these things and even they're looking at me like what's going well, did on did you really eat what you said you ate right. because if you eat this and then you work out with me as a trainer like you should be losing weight but you didn't lose any weight yeah. And it's like been eight weeks that I've been training, you know, and I went through that different trainers and all of that. And it's like, am I going crazy? Like maybe is I'm going crazy because the doctor's telling me that it's nothing wrong. Right. But clearly this is happening. And it's, it's so frustrating, especially when it's like you have the person sitting next to you or like in my case, like I have a, my husband whose metabolism is like, I don't even, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> he can eat, I can eat the same thing he's eating or I can eat half of what he ate and he will literally gain no weight and I will gain. And I'm like, this is frustrating. Yeah. You know, if people will look at you and they will say, well, what are you eating? Or how many calories are you? And I remember, <laughs> I remember um, going to the doctor that, that one last time I went to her and, she, and I was saying the same thing. And she handed me like a booklet, like a, a diet plan for like 1500 calorie diet plan. And I'm somewhat embarrassed to say this, but not really, because I was I was literally over it by then. I literally threw that book at her. <laughs> I threw it across the doctor's office. I was so angry at that point. I was like, listen, let me show you my fitness pal. I'm barely even eating 1400 calories a day. Like I'm eating a strict diet and you're telling me I need to eat 1500 calories, ma'am. Like you're not, something's not, we're not clicking. You're not getting it. Um, right. You know, so that was just so frustrating. Like, what else can I do? Do I just need to eat air? Like, what else do I need to do? And finally she referred me to like a weight loss specialist. But 
it was pretty much more of the same thing. That's like, yeah, well, it might be a thyroid, but you still need to work out. You still need to eat this or don't eat that. And I'm like, look, come on, guys. Like, there's got to be something else going on here. So, um, but then I got pregnant and then I kind of just kind of got off of the weight loss thing altogether. Um, and, but then after I had him, I was like, okay, well, Something's still not great. <laughs> so right. Crazy. And you, you talked about those ranges, right? How you were at the bottom. And this is something we talk about on the show. And we've had some doctors on the show that talk about this as well. Our medical system has a lot of flaws. <laughs> and one of the many flaws is this, um, the way that they look at hormones and the massive ranges that they give us that are quote unquote normal. And even going from different facilities, different, like I could go to one hospital and go to a different hospital and they have different ranges that are considered normal and they'll tell you it's normal, but really you're at the bottom or the top of that normal. And it's like, no, that's, there's a problem here. Right. And so what from my experience, Uh, typically they just like prescribe you all these different random medications and that end up making things worse. Um, And I I was watching your IGTV about your um, diagnosis and you mentioned that they put you on metformin at one point in time and that's how you think you got pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But like, was that something you needed to be on? I mean, I think they were just trying stuff. Yeah. And they (laughs) put me on metformin too and it made me horribly sick. Yes. They wanted to really, again, I think they really wanted to treat it like it was what I was eating. It was mm-hmm. an insulin, insul, insulin issue, a blood sugar issue, a pre-diabetic issue is absolutely not. But it probably, I mean, it does affect your insulin, your insulin resistance and your ability to, I mean, it's all connected. It's so crazy how it's like, it's all connected. But it's like, if you come at it from this different angle, like you're not actually doing anything. You're like treating it on the back end. It's it's not helping. I need some treatment on the front end. Right. So, They're just putting yeah, a bandaid so over it without actually healing the wound right. itself. Right. right. Um, then you're wondering why it's been five years and right. you're still like what's happening. Right. And still having the same issues. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I went through the pretty much the same thing. And then recently I had another health flare up um, that ended up being another autoimmune issue that now I have to go through the process again of getting like an official diagnosis so that I have like a name, right? Cause that's really what it comes down to is mm-hmm. getting that specific diagnosis. So you can understand mm-hmm. what the hell is going on inside right. of your body, right? <laughs> Just tell me what it is. Yes. I- in denial after you tell me which is so interesting because it was like I have been fighting so hard trying to get this diagnosed because I really did believe it has something to do with my thyroid and then finally the doctor comes and she's like yes you have hypothyroidism I see it um it's causing your cholesterol to go up I see it like boom here's some medication and I was like wait hold on a second. <laughs> I'm not ready. You know, I was like, I wanted the diagnosis, but then I was like, oh, wait, well, wait, hold on. Now that I got it, I feel like I need a minute to process that this is actually what's happening. And what does that really mean? Because I've been being told for years that that's not what it is. So like, okay, what does that mean now? And is there an alternative to medication? Is there a natural way to to treat it and or treat the symptoms or whatever. I'm for, I'm fortunate that my doctor, while she would admit like, hey, I don't know everything about you know 
every I don't know everything about everything but she's good enough to at least say go to this resource or if I bring her something that I looked up you know she encourages that she encouraged encouraged me to do your research come back to me if you have questions you're not sure send me the link to the article let me look at it let me look at the studies and all of that stuff because she said it's like with 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 the medical community like they're doing what they're doing based on studies that typically they they prefer to look at a study that's maybe five years, 10 years, that really has the data to say, yes, this is effective. But in the meantime, in between time, who's waiting 10 years for you to do the study so I can find out if this is going to work for me? Like, so she's like, a lot of times there's more information out there, but it hasn't been, I guess, tried and tested to the state to, to like change the whole medical community over to that side so she, but she was always willing to like look up things like we talked about like the autoimmune um things called autoimmune is it autoimmune paleo or autoimmune protocol diet where you can sort of like an elimination diet some of it's like whole 30 but it eliminates way more foods for you know 30 to 60 days and then you reintroduce things to see if anything is causing like different you to have different symptoms or you know what how what effect they're having on your body and um she was like I think that sounds great I you know she read up on it and she was like you know try it can't hurt you know um there might be some things that you find that do trigger you so that was kind of helpful um to just know and I did do that and it did help me kind of pinpoint certain things like gluten and dairy were two of my big uh triggers big big time and even I still eat those things (laughs) Every once in a while, I, at least I know. Right, you know, I eat it. Yeah. Don't know what's gonna happen, and I'm not <laughs> even mad, you know. But once you eliminate those things out of your diet, then you can kind of like say, like, "Hey, do I really?" And some people are eating so much of those things they don't even realize until they take them out of their diet, and it's like, "Wow, I had no idea how much better I would feel if I stopped eating things that had gluten, or stopped eating things that had dairy or sugar, or." whatever so um i think some stuff is even like um certain vegetables or um eating certain things whether they're cooked or raw um like yep. just little things like that so if anybody's out there and you, you have an autoimmune disease and you're wondering if maybe it's something that you're eating like try it i mean you don't have to do it forever it's right. it's something that you just do temporarily to help you you know you reintroduce these things back into your diet after giving your body a nice break and then you can find out like oh this food makes me feel fatigued or this food makes me super constipated so I just know like okay I'm going to eliminate that out of my diet it might be nuts it might be you might not be allergic allergic but it might be causing some of your symptoms and then you just decide if you want to continue to eat that food that you know might make you feel a certain way or not but I thought that I found that helpful but just having a doctor that was willing to like not make me feel like an idiot you know yeah (laughs) it's super important right partner with me like partner with me and helping me get better but yeah I I did go through a little bit of a denial at first like when I got the diagnosis I didn't want to take the medication I was I was just all the things and then like three months in I was like you know what (laughs) you know what I tried the diet you know the elimination diet I tried little things and I was like you know I think I'm gonna try try that medication (laughs) yeah Uh, 
And I, I love how much you've advocated for yourself through this process, because it's so important to advocate for yourself and to have that perspective, even just that like, okay, like doctors obviously can't know everything about everything. Right. So having those doctors that you trust, um, and that listen, super important. I know for me personally, um, when I made the switch and started especially my female doctors, specifically seeing women of color. Um, mm -hmm. it, there was just a, such a big difference, even for me as a Latina, you know, there was just a different level of understanding, um, mm -hmm. and compassion I felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, so did you feel like that was the case for you as well going through this process? I did. And it was interesting because my previous doctor, I would consider her a person of color. She was Middle Eastern, uh, but I just, I don't know if it's just that. And I mean, I guess it is because I mean, the, the studies have shown that the, 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 the things are showing is that in particular black women are sometimes it's just assumed that you can handle it. Or, and I think also to in the Latin community and the black community too, it's some things, especially with around weight, it's attributed to our diet. Always. <laughs> That's why I was put on metformin. I was going through <laughs> infertility struggles, still going through infertility struggles. The very first reproductive endocrinologist I saw, a white man, saw me for all of five minutes, told me that because diabetes runs in my family, that I have insulin resistance problems. And he just put me on metformin and to also told me I have PCOS. I'm 34 never been told I have PCOS in my life. I have a regular period, like none of this stuff added up. It has taken me two years to recover from that, like mentally and emotionally, yeah. you know? It's crazy. It, it's like, I, I, you almost, you know, and I get, I get it, but I don't get it. Like that might be true for some people. And, but I think the problem comes in where I'm going in, I'm a one person coming in to see a doctor. I'm not the whole black community. You're not the whole Latin community. Like I'm just, I just so happen to be black. Right. But I'm Jana, right. I have a medical record number, a social security number, date of birth, all that stuff you check when I come to the doctor's office to make sure that I am this individual person. So treat me like an individual person. Do not lump me into a community because Frank, quite frankly, you don't know how I eat. <laughs> you right. can't just assume because I'm black, all I eat is macaroni and cheese, fried chicken and candy yams every day of the week. And I don't exercise because uh, you know, black women don't like to mess up their hair. Like you're making all these assumptions about me because I'm black instead of looking at the person that's standing in front of you and saying, what's going on with you? What are you doing? And so, yeah, even though she was a person of color, you know, the, my new doctor, she is a black woman and, you know, I don't, maybe that is what it is. Maybe she kind of just saw through that, but I honestly don't think it was that as much as the fact that when I walked in the door, she literally sat down and said, tell me about yourself. Tell me this, tell me that she's looking through my medical record before I got there. And then we start talking about this. What are you doing? Oh, you're doing um, WW. I love WW. I recommend it to a lot of my patients. Oh, you, you work out this. Okay. Well, just keep doing that. That's great. You know, try to walk 
more. Do this, do that. Oh, so what do you normally eat? What's your diet like? Don't just assume because I'm black what my diet is like. You have no idea what my diet is like. Right. Um, you know, because everybody is different. Yes, and yes, I do eat fried chicken and macaroni and cheese on occasion, but I don't eat that all the time. So it's like, don't make these assumptions. And I think a lot of that happens in the med- medical community. And it's not, unfortunately, it's not, um, you know, I've heard of people having similar experience with doctors that look like them because they have also bought into some of that. But for the most part, I hear the opposite. And so it's like, hey, you know, and that's for anybody. If you want to see somebody that looks like you, you feel like they can relate, that's like even with like a, a therapist or whatever. People want to talk to somebody they feel like can relate and they don't have to explain certain cultural experience to. I get that. And I think that sometimes it's like that in my experience, I mean, from getting pregnant and going through that whole pregnancy process to labor and delivery, which wasn't, I didn't have the greatest experience with that. You know, I I have to attribute some of this stuff to those cultural differences. And I think it definitely made, made a difference. And you just feel like the person sees you, they don't see you as, the community they see you as you because they they can see right they're not even looking like at you like that they're just looking at you like okay hey you come into my office and we're gonna talk about this um maybe because they've experienced some of that stereotyping and they don't want to you know put that on to other people so maybe they're just more conscious of that I think but it, it definitely happens and I definitely think it made a difference I'm just glad that she figured it out I mean yeah absolutely right off the top like so I'm just glad that it happened that way but yeah Yeah, and and we say that all the time on the show like if you're seeing doctors and you're just not connecting with them and you don't feel heard like you you are literally paying you're paying the doctor like go see a different doctor like you're not committed to anybody you know like it's it's just got to do what's right for you (laughs) Right. So, yeah, exactly. So now that you have a diagnosis and you understand better what's going on in your body, how has that now affected your wellness journey? Well, I think um, I wasn't necessarily like in denial of that. I had it once I got the diagnosis, but I was in denial of what I was experiencing as symptoms. But like you said, like I'm fatigued, I'm extremely tired, but I'm going to push through. I'm going to keep doing this. And nobody's even noticing that I'm struggling because I don't even want to admit that I'm struggling. I don't even want to say, I think I'm feeling depressed. Like, I don't even want to say that because I'm also buying into a little bit of the strong black woman got to hold it together. And I don't want to look like I'm not, you know, pulling my weight. Uh, at my job at home, you know, I, I with my friends, with I don't want to, you know, be the bad friend who never goes anywhere, you know. And I kind of can use my son as an excuse a little bit because I'm like, yeah, I don't have a babysitter. But sometimes I just had to tell friends like I'm tired. Yeah. And so that's why I, I can't come. Or you know, um, having those people that I could talk to and I could say hey I'm just feeling a little depressed today or um they're also gonna encourage me and say they're also gonna push me when they know I could could be pushed but they're also gonna say hey I totally get it I support you let us know if you need anything or hey 
hey, I normally, you know, I normally, you know, do a hit workout, but I know you can't do it. I want to work out with you. Let's just go for a walk. Cause I know that's all you, you know, that's all you really feel like doing. Like I, I, I'm a rock with you with that. And just kind of acknowledging that I have this limitation, like even with uh, like memory and remembering things, like I had to learn to like slow down and even in like conversation with people, because I would be like, I don't remember what you just said. I don't even remember what I just said. <laughs> so learning to just slow down and just say hey like understand like this is a legit um medical issue that you have this is not you being lazy or lackadaisical or not paying attention but helping people understand like I am really listening to you I just can't remember you know if I'm really tired I can't remember what you just said um call me in the morning <laughs> you know like just cutting things off at a certain time and just acknowledging that okay I have these limitations and it's okay give myself give myself grace and then let people know um that you have this limitation and I still love you I still want to help you I'm not you know incompetent or you know (laughs) unable to walk or anything but it's crazy because if I would like if I was like if I had an issue that was like visible, like if I was in a wheelchair or if I had a cane or something like that, um, or like I have a friend who is a chronic illness advocate and she wears oxygen. So people can see that. And so that is something that people, oh, something's going on and they can recognize it and they almost like will kind of go in with you on that. But with us, it's invisible. It's not something you see. I would have to tell you. Sometimes my my husband is really, really good. He he he'll he can just look at me sometimes and tell like ain't <laughs> I ain't all there. Like and he's yeah. like, okay, like you need to sit down. Why don't you just sit down? Let me take care of it. Because sometimes I don't even <laughs> I don't even realize I'm just going, going, going. And when you have a toddler, like sometimes I don't have no choice. I have to, because if I go to sleep, my house would be torn down. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep the little human alive. (laughs) Yes. I have to keep him alive. So it's like, sometimes you got to do it, but yeah, just, I think having a diagnosis and understanding, oh, that's why I feel this way. That's why I'm doing it. Just saying, Hey girl. You you did your best. Now yeah. you need to go take a nap. Oh, you can't <laughs> right. go through such and such and such. You need to, you know, rest or um, you know, you can't eat that like you used to. You might have to back it up and just understanding that and just it's just accepting it. That's I think that's helped for my wellness journey because instead of me, and I was just talking about this on my IG stories on Sunday it's because like in my mind I want to be going to the gym every day and working out and doing all these workouts that I used to love to do and I had to be like but you can't you can't do that if you do that you can do that for a week and then you're gonna crash and then you're not gonna be anything for three weeks yep (laughs) you gotta just understand what your limits are and I think that that's helped my wellness journey a lot and just addressing like the things that's going on, just address them and and not act like it's not happening. It's happening. It's real. Yeah. I love your perspective because, um, recently I've been dealing with an injury and just dealing with connective tissue issues, which is probably a whole nother autoimmune disease. I go get diagnosed for. Um, and I am someone who was in the gym five days a week lifting. I like to lift heavy. I like to lift hard. Like I, that was 
such a huge part of my life and my routine. And then I hurt my wrist. So I literally couldn't pull push. I couldn't do anything really. I was so limited and it's, it's been eight weeks now and I'm still healing. And it's like, I have to remind myself, like, it's okay that your body takes a little bit longer. Like, first of all, this is probably your body telling you, you were going way too hard, like mm-hmm. need to slow down. So I love listening to you talk about this stuff because it's like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one dealing with this. I'm not the only one feeling like, um, you know, I have this like invisible problem that only yeah. I can see. And, you know, I'm, I'm the only one dealing. It can feel like that, right? Like we're the only <laughs> ones dealing with this stuff. Uh, but really there's so many people that have autoimmune issues and so many people that still are not diagnosed. I don't even realize that that's what the issue is. Like when I hear people talking about, you know, kind of similar to what you're talking about, you know, like something's just not right. And it's like, you, you just got to keep going to the doctors and you got to keep asking questions and keep doing your own research and advocate for yourself. And eventually you will get answers. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly you were saying that you're kind of starting to kind of go back into like a weight loss mode or yes um because I was giving I I say I was giving myself a little too much grace (laughs) (laughs) it's that fine line right (laughs) you know it's like okay now you're just playing around and you know I would tell myself you know and and it's true like you know weight loss isn't the end all be all and it's not everybody's wellness journey Everybody's right. wellness journey is not connected to weight loss. Right. But mine is. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> I just have to be real myself. Mine, mine is. And also, you know, weight loss is just one piece of it. It's just one piece of this whole puzzle. But um it is a big piece of it for me. And so I have to just acknowledge that as far as like sticking to sticking to the goal, because I could say, well, you know what? I'm not worried about losing weight, body positivity. I love my fluff the way it is and whatever, you know, but that's not really that's not really me being authentic to myself. You know, that's not me honoring my feelings about my body and how I want my body to look and feel because I know what my body looks like at my goal weight it's not like some imaginary thing or I seen this person's body and that person's body I know what my body looks like when it is healthy when when I'm working out when I'm eating good and when I'm at a healthy weight and I know what that looks like so when I look in the mirror it messes with my mind it's messing with my mental wellness because I'm like understand I know like okay you have a baby you, you gain weight you lose like yeah your body's not gonna look exactly the same right but I I got a close you know I got a close idea of what that might look like and I'm at least gonna try to you don't want to try to get there and not lose sight of the goal so I had to refocus with the understanding that too I don't have all the energy in the world I may not be able to work out as much as I would like to um you know the virus is still alive and well out in the streets so I still have to be cautious you know if I'm if I'm going to the gym you know so with all that being said I just said okay I have to refocus on the goal and what 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 do I have the power to do and maybe I can't work out but I can always 
be mindful of what I'm eating. Like that's the easiest fix. And it's crazy because that's like the biggest part of it. They always say like the 80-20 is 80% in the kitchen and 20% activity. And, you know, why am I getting my mind stuck in the fact that I can't be active all the time? That some mornings I'm tired and I can't get up early to go walk. And when I get home from work, I'm tired and I'm not going to do anything. I have my son like, Okay, but what I can do, I'm eating. I'm eating all day. That's something that's not changing. So how can I take my limited energy I do have and make sure I'm eating the things that I know are going to be good for my body and for my wellness journey? And then just doing other things too to just keep, you know, keep myself, keep myself up. But yeah, I just had to have like what I call a meeting with myself. I just had to sit down with me and be like, listen, girl, now you, you, you're playing and you need not to play because the scale is telling on you. It's telling, it was telling on me. It was, yeah. it was rat, you know, I was like, scale, you know what? I'm tired of you. <laughs> but I think we all get there with the scale, right? Um, you know, but like you said, it, it really comes down. Lies, but this time the scale was telling the truth and I had to just own that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and it really comes down to how you feel. Right. And like, if you're not feeling your best, like that's what's most important. Um, and especially with autoimmunity, like the things that we consume, even in our skin, our, you know, our beauty products are literally everything. Yeah. It all is connected and it all really affects you, especially when you have a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned COVID like, I don't know about y'all, anybody else who has autoimmune issues, but like there was like a lot of heightened anxiety for those of us with autoimmunity over this last year and a half, you know, pretty much being told if we get this shit, it's going to kill us. <laughs> right. Like, right. so I know for me, like I, that definitely affected my, my wellness, but I went extra hard in the gym and that's how I, that's how I coped with that, <laughs> which eventually led to more issues. So it's like, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to find that balance right of like like you said that fine line of like pushing yourself but not pushing yourself too hard and giving yourself grace but not giving yourself too much grace like it's mm-hmm. and it's something we're all figuring out at all times right the journey is the journey yes That's exactly stay it. on the road <laughs> yeah exactly um and you mentioned that there are some other accounts that you follow um that like advocate for chronic illness and autoimmune disease um oh, do you know those accounts off the top of your head or there's some well, the one, with us the one i'm thinking of her name is whitney west and her instagram is the whitney west um w h i t n e y w e s t the whitney west and she is a chronic illness advocate and she has like a whole um, platform for, um, anybody that has any type of chronic illness. And, um, she also has something specifically for women of color and she has like a, uh, like a coaching program where she just kind of helps women who have chronic illness still, that still have like goals and dreams and aspirations, like work through that and still accomplish those things. And, and also how to advocate for yourselves, how to do it, because she has, I mean, she went through it, through it. I have to go onto her page to like hear her, her story, 
but um, she got diagnosed. I think she was in college and she was away from home alone and wound up in the hospital, wound up in a coma. Like it was a whole thing. Wow. And, and, um, and she still has to advocate for herself. She moved. And so you have to find a different doctors where you are. And so but she, her platform is based on just helping people learn how to advocate for yourself, getting the diagnosis, and then like basically learning to live your best life with your diagnosis and not letting it kind of like take over and consume your life or feeling like I can't do anything because I have this diagnosis now. So I, everything is now shifted. It's like, no, you can still do the thing, start the business, you know, finish yeah. the degree and all of that. So yes, the Whitney West. I'm definitely going to have to go give her a follow um, <laughs> and maybe binge watch some of her content. <laughs> yes. And she's um, hilarious. <laughs> um, I know for me, like when I was first diagnosed with my ITP, it really was like, I wasn't in a great mental place already in my life. I wasn't a healthy person. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. And for a while, I really let it define me and I let it define everything I did. I was afraid to do anything because they're like, oh, well, if you get hit in the wrong spot, you're going to bleed to death. If you do that, you know, like I, I saw a doctor at one point in time that told me like I couldn't even wear like tight clothes or heels or, you know, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, so it's really overwhelming because you're getting all this different conflicting information and it's hard to understand like how this even happened to you to begin with because nobody knows. They don't know what causes it, right? Right. Um, so that could be the hardest part, but um, hearing other, especially women's stories that have, you know, don't allow these diagnoses to define them and just keep slaying their goals and keep living their lives and finding ways to manage it, you know, cause that's, that's the biggest piece for me was once I figured out how to manage it, um, mm -hmm. in a natural way, because, uh, you, usually what do they prescribe you steroids? Um, you know, all these really harsh drugs that for me, the symptoms are way worse than what I'm already dealing mm -hmm. with. So, yeah. Um, really just doing that, you know, that due diligence for yourself to find, um, a way to not let it control your life. Cause yeah. it can feel like that, especially at first. I think everybody deals with the diagnosis differently. I know you said for you, it was like denial, right? <laughs> um, for me, it was like, I was all consumed. I was like, this is going to ruin my life. Like I'm never going to be normal. And that's not the case at all. <laughs> right. Well, I so appreciate you coming on the show. I know you have a blog. Do you want to plug your blog and anywhere else where people can find you? Yes. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Naturally Glam. You can find me on YouTube at Naturally Glam TV. And my blog website is it's Naturally Glam, but there's a dash. So it's okay. naturally-glam.com. And pretty much if you get to those places, you pretty much got me. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jana. This is amazing. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Of course. Anytime you're always welcome back. Wellness for Real is sponsored by Iron Flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64 ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute to be honest. Having a high quality BPA free 18-8 stainless steel 
vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours, which for me is a must. I also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use. They make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors. I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle, and it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.